Hello and welcome to the 90s Galore podcast. Everybody, I'm Andy Zaldivar, of course, your host. Back for another exciting episode of the 90s Galore. Tonight we have a special, special guest, as we always do. We always have special guests in here. You know, it's, uh, we, we before we get to my, our, our guest, to my guest, uh, I want to do a couple uh, want to see you know, wish a, a happy merry belated Christmas to all my listeners out there hope you guys had a, a, a great Christmas uh, coming up on the new year now and man I can't believe we're coming up on 2020 and another thing by the way wanted to mention we're coming up on one year of the 90s Glory podcast on January 21st so I'm, I'm thinking uh, I want to do something special I want to do something special for the for the one year anniversary um, hopefully you, you guys can, um, hopefully you guys can send, uh, send me, uh, draw me some, uh, uh, lines, uh, um, send me something on, on, on social media there on the nineties galore at, at Twitter on Twitter at nineties galore or, um, on Instagram, you know, or uh, drop me a voice message, something. Let me know what you guys think I, I should do for the, uh, the, the the one year anniversary is there a, is there a uh, uh, you know a certain musician a certain entertainer you want me to profile on that day uh, to make for the special event uh, let me know okay so I'm just uh, I just want to re- let you know that that's coming up and again I want to thank the listeners uh, because without the listeners there is no show there is no 90s galore there is no podcast um, so I want to make that clear that I love my listeners man and I know you guys are in uh, Germany, I know you're in UK, Mexico, of course, here in the good old US of A, uh, you know, India, uh, Canada, uh, Peru, did I mention Peru already? Uh, Brazil, I mean, just all over the, the world. And again, thank you guys for, for tuning in. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2020. We got some uh, really cool stuff coming up uh, on the podcast. Um, you know, we're trying to expand it. And uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, activity, uh, more things going on. And we're, we got some, uh, we're, we're definitely uh, growing. And uh, I will be, um, we're just enhancing the, embellishing the, the podcast. We got some new studio equipment that we're, uh, we're invested in. And so we're really excited about that. So um, enough of that. Enough of, let's, get, let's get to uh, the good stuff here, the great stuff, right? Uh, not to say that that wasn't good, but uh, you guys know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so this is a wild card episode. I wanted to uh, remind everybody uh, that last time we did a wild card episode, my brother Oscar and I profiled Morrissey slash the Smiths. That was uh, wow. I want to say that was sometime uh, well, several months back. I don't even know May, June, sometime back. And uh, so tonight we are going to profile. Uh, a great film from the 1980s and and like i said this is a wild card episode on a wild card episode anything goes man anything goes so we we can profile you know the 1930s i don't know the 50s uh anything from anything from anything so that's why we call it the wild card episode baby and um so again thank you listeners for tuning in and uh we're gonna we're gonna get this thing rolling tonight like i said okay i'm kind of nervous tonight because this this guest my special guest tonight i try i'm trying to impress this guy right now you know so the pressure's on me you know he's one of my best i don't want to screw this up i really don't and uh i met this gentleman back in the spring of uh, 1998 at chafee college in rancho cucamonga california damn almost 22 years ago unbelievable uh we played football together uh, so we went to uh, we went through wars on the field, man. Went through battles on the gridiron. So we have a very uh, unique bond that only football can bring, you know. And if if you've ever played American football, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a special it's a special bond, a special camaraderie you have with somebody, and uh, it's a it's a unique brotherhood, man. And uh, so he was a one year ahead of me. He went on to gain a scholarship at uh, Cal State Northridge. And one year later, I followed him and got my scholarship myself to the same place. I think he put in a good word for me. Uh, 
And we so we got to play one more year together. So we played a total of two years together in college, one year in junior college, one year at the university. Um, so this, this, and by the way, this episode is not about the history of my friendship with Johnny. But I just wanted to give you an idea of, you know, I, how much I value this man's friendship. Man. So my good friend, scholar, tall, dark, and handsome, lover of everything, music and entertainment. My man, Mr. Johnny Acosta, how are you, bro? Good. How are you doing, my brother? Glad you're here, man. I'm, I'm real excited. First time on the podcast. And um, I, I heard you on the other podcast. Uh, you did a, a podcast I don't know, a couple months ago, right, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, this will be this will be my third po- podcast. So, um, I just was flattered when you asked me. I appreciate you. Um, you don't know the amount of respect I have for you, and I'm thankful to to be able to call call you my friend more than two decades after we met. Oh man, hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate those those kind words, brother. No, no, man, the pleasure is all mine, brother. You know. Um, you said this is be a third man third check you out (laughs) yeah you're a podcasting vet right here yeah now now i just you know uh recently did one and then my first one was about a year ago okay Um, i did it for one of my friends uh talking about football and uh the last one i did was actually kind of a personal and a professional one i got to uh, go on one of my other buddies uh podcast and talk about um being in the workers' compensation arena, and then also the, the friendship I've had with him for almost ten years. Right, right. and uh, I think that's the one I heard that the one the the professional slash personal one. Uh, I think you did that back. I don't know, a few months ago, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, the end of September, beginning of October. So it was yeah. a it was a couple of months ago. Okay, right, right. That, that's when I heard it, man, and. I was impressed, man. I was like, check this guy out, man. This guy. Man, so I was going to ask you, do you want to go ahead and host tonight since you're the veteran? <laughs> podcasting vet? No, man. Just just like in life, you're you're my big brother. So uh, uh, you, <laughs> you lead me down the golden path. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, man. Like, I heard I heard you on that podcast, and I thought, you know, I'm going to get you. I thought to myself, I'm going to get him on. I got to get him on. It was just a matter of when. And uh, so, yeah, man, what's been going on with you, bro? How's life? Uh, life's good. Life's good. Um, just just living it every day. Uh, got engaged. Uh, looking to uh, plan a wedding coming up in 2021. And, uh, you know, watching my, my daughter and my stepkids grow up and uh, just just living life, man. It's uh, something I think we take advantage of uh, for the most part and we don't enjoy the day-to-day stuff and uh, just being thankful every day. Absolutely, John. No, hey, it's. I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because, uh, you know, as you know, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and uh, it's uh, they, 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 they can. My kids are very active. Let me just tell you, <laughs> and uh, so I got to, I got to stay on my, I got to stay on my, uh, my, uh, you know, I got to be alert, man, at all times, but. But like you said, man, hey, the day to day, you know, you got to appreciate that stuff, right? I mean, yeah, you have to, yeah. uh, you know, it's, um, you know, you, I think we go through times in our life where we don't appreciate it. And then, you know, we get struck with uh, a tragedy, a tra- tragedy and um, a wake up call sometimes. You know, I recently um, lost a friend that, you know, just, man, I was shocked. And, uh, oh, man. You know, it's uh, you know moments like that that make guys. You know, you got to be you know, want what you have and appreciate right. what, what lessons you have in your life. Absolutely, man. You, you know, you know, the old saying, man. You know, put, puts things in perspective. And uh, but yeah, man. It's uh, it, but uh, congratulations, man, on the on the engagement. And so you said twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, but, yeah. So, so we're looking. Well, my, uh, the only reason we're doing it out um, so far, my fiance uh, just planned her her middle her middle daughter's wedding, and uh, um, she got a little stressed out at the end, you know. And I saw her, and you know, I don't want to put that pressure on her, you know. For a guy, I think sometimes we have that cavalier mentality. It's just a party. It's you know, it's nothing big, <laughs> you know. But I'm I'm learning about charger plates and centerpieces. And, <laughs> 
imitation and lace and, and all the good things that you know for me I would overlook. <laughs> but for her, she uh she she knows what she wants and, and knows what's important to her and you know she's uh kind of civilizing the savage that I am to understand some of these smaller <laughs> smaller things and, and the better better things in life. Wow man, you know what? It, well I was gonna say a word to the wise, you know. I, you know, I, I was married, as you know, I came to the wedding, of course. And, uh, my wife, I, I just stepped aside and let her, she did everything. I mean, she pretty much, uh, handled the whole thing, man. I mean, it's not, I mean, not as far as, um, I mean, I didn't have a say so in, in centerpieces and, and she, she <laughs> monopolized, she totally monopolized that, man, and, which yeah. you know, I was okay with, you know, it's her day. It's, I'm fine with it, man. You know? Uh, yeah. And I but, think, you know, as guys, that's, you know, we take a backseat to those things. But um, I think one of the best things is she she really wants my thoughts on it. You know, and some things you like, like I never knew what a charger plate is. And I don't know if you do, but it's the plate that goes under the plate they serve you the food on. Oh, I didn't even um, know that. Man. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, you know, I just learned, to, learned about it recently. So, uh, you know, it's good. You know, some of these things that I think, you know, for guys, we, we tend to be yeah. like, you know, you know, that's not my thing, but you know, going through the process and seeing these things and actually getting to to see, you know, for me, like I think one of the big things for me is I really want a lot of flowers. I want, you know, the day to be bright and, you know, shiny and you know, really to have, you know, I never thought I would ever get married. Um, you know you knew me, you knew how I, <laughs> how my mentality was and uh Gotcha. You know, I just, uh, I found the person that changed my life. I found the person that made me uh, think differently. And I, I found the person that, you know, made me go save a year and find and, and actually design a ring that I wanted to give to her. Oh, man. And now I was thankful. No, that's great, Johnny. No, man, it's it's great, man. I, I, uh, I'm very happy for you, brother. And um, so we got, yeah, we got a, what, what, uh, which month exactly? Uh, I, I think we're shooting for the third week in May, okay. 2021. And, uh, um, we found it's an old Spanish theater up in, uh, Claremont Hills. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So we'll been... be, uh, we'll be up there and, uh, you definitely will be there brother. If you can. Of course, man. Of course, brother. Be there. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss for the world. And yeah, I'm familiar with that venue right up there, actually, uh, by the way. Oh. I went to a wedding up there, I don't know, about 15 years ago. So that's nice, man. It's nice, that's, so. that's really cool. So um, that's where we shoot. That's where we're shooting to be. Sweet, man. Man, I can't believe. It. So we've met, you and I met in, uh, uh, I think it was the spring of 98, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was the spring because we had just finished. The season, I think we were coming back for the spring semester. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Coach Beach introduced us to each other. Right, right. right. <laughs> I always <laughs> like to tell. I know you always like to tell that story. Oh, tell man. Us, yeah, tell us what, what he said, Johnny. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I think I think a lot of people think that uh, because you play football, you have to be serious. You have to be a mean dude. You have to you know, chew iron and spit volcano. Um, but unfortunately, that's not me. You know, I, I like to have fun. I like to talk. I like to joke. I like to enjoy it, you know. And it, it was a, a wake-up call for me because, you know, I only played football my senior year in high school. Uh-huh. You know, and then, you know, right. went to the Chafee and play. So, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, doing the whole football, all the workouts and and all that stuff. So I, I just had fun, you know, and um, our coach, Coach Beach over at Chaffee College, um, he's old school. He's definitely a, a man of the uh, of the ages. And, um, you know, he 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 definitely and I appreciate him and I love him for everything he did for me. Um, yeah. But he wanted me to to grow up and uh, take it serious and 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 be a man <laughs> of his of his thing. So. You know, we're in the yeah. we're in the weight room, I think. Yeah, the weight room. The yeah, old it was weight room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see this guy come up with his uh his marine haircut or his <laughs> sailor haircut. <laughs> I think you parted it to the side too. Oh uh, man. 
you know, and Coach Beats calls me. He's like, Johnny, come here. And I'm like, oh, man, what did I do this time? Like, what? I'm like, I, I thought I, I'm like, I went to class. I didn't get in trouble. I said, I'm in here lifting. I said, what, is he, what, did, what did I do this time? And uh, I think you were standing behind him. And, uh, you know, he walks up and he's like, Johnny, I need you to meet somebody. And I said, what? And I'm like, this, dude, this dude's too young to be a college coach. And he's like, he's like this is Andy's Zeldabar. And I said, oh, okay, nice to meet you. And, I, you know, for me, I was thinking, oh, well, I think, you know, as he introduced me, because we're both Mexican, you know, uh, you know what it was. And, you know, then then uh, the infamous saying, is, you know, this is how you need to be. You need to be mature like Andy. And I started, I was like, what? But, I'm like, yeah. get out of here with this. And uh, I think you reached out your hand to shake. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. And yeah. I, like I walked away and I was thinking about it and I, you know, um, I was like, you know, forget this guy. Like, and then, you know, to me, I was like, <laughs> like, it, it was funny because it like, it made me put a bullseye on you. Like, I was yeah. like, okay. I know. If he wants me to be like this guy. Like, I'll, I'll show him like how good I can be like this guy. And, you know, it was just like every time I, I would get a chance to line up with you and, and go against you, it was like a little a little competitive edge that they went on my shoulder. So that I was like, you know what, coach beach, look at this. Like I may not be mature and I may joke and I may laugh and, you know, I'm a big kid, but you know, when we put the football pads on, like, so not too many dudes that can, you know, mess with me. So, (laughs) but it was fun, you know, to me, it was just, it it just brought out the competitive edge. And I think that's one of the best parts about football that, you know, made me work a little harder and made me, you know, try a little harder when I saw you and I'm like, okay, because to me, it was always like, okay, well, I'm going to show you Coach Beach. And not in a bad way, but to, to show that, you know, yeah. that my way of being me is is okay. I didn't have it to, works. you know, yeah. do everything like everybody else. It, it's okay to be an individual, you know, as long as I, I didn't hurt the team when I was being everything that I could do to help our team win. Yeah, but I think that's what we needed. We needed you to be serious, a little bit more serious, Johnny. I would think we would have gone undefeated man yeah it was a good it was a good game uh you know uh we yeah that was i remember he said i remember his exact exact words he goes you need to be like him he's mature he even said it he's mature <laughs> he pronounced it like that yeah i do remember, uh, I, remember I, I was just like i was like man get the hell out of here i'm out of here yeah, yeah, I remember, man. That was, that was oh. funny. Yeah, so and uh, but uh, like I said, man, we had you been serious, we we, we probably would have gone undefeated. So I think you might have cost us a win there or something, man. <laughs> uh, one or two wins there because I think uh, we were nine and two that year. Yeah, nine and two, nine and two. We lost yeah. to uh, Grossmont down in San Diego and uh, Mount, Mount St. Jack up in uh, up at Chafee. Yeah, yeah, bro. But oh man, memories, brother. We memories and and uh but so yeah, Johnny, tonight, man, you know, we are profiling a uh film, you know, that you're very fond of and, and I remember when I when I um approached you about coming on, man, like I think I made it I don't know, I think you suggested that the outsiders um I don't I don't recall, but I think you were just like, you were right on it, man. You said, yeah, let's just, oh, hey, let's do, let's do the outsiders. I'm, I'm on that, you know? And, uh, so you were pretty quick to request it, you know, as an option. So, you know, as, so I just wanted to let the, uh, the audience know, you know, we're profiling the outsiders, 1983 film. Um, and, uh, what is it about the outsiders, Johnny? I mean, what is it that you love about the outsiders? Um, to me, it was just like it was always like a childhood movie I watched. Um, and I think it, it, it holds um relevance to this day. Um, uh, as you know, watching that movie, there, there's two sets of societies that yes. are clashing in it, and it's yeah. the uh, it's the Greasers and the Socias. Yeah, and um, I think it's it, it's relevant to this day because of you know the 
the environment that we're in with, you know, certain people in our, in the white house and, you know, the, the stigmatisms they are putting on, you know, a nationality and, you know, when other things happen, they, they get brushed under the rug. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, for me growing up, I grew up in La Habra. Um, it was a society yeah. and it, it was a film that, that spoke to me because, you know, going to school, there was the haves and the have nots. And right. you either grew up in, in the barrio in La Habra or you grew up in La Habra Heights. And it was totally two, you know, sets of, of rules that you played with. And, uh, you know, so to me, it was kind of a, a movie that really symbolized to me yeah. the life I was growing up with. It, you really identified it, like you said, the, the two two classes, two two worlds, right? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like you said, you know, you had the Hammer Heights, and then you had the other side of town. Um, so I think that kind of really brought it home for you, right? Like you got the socias, and you got the you, know, you got the working class uh, greasers, you got the upper class socias, and etc. Um, yeah, I, I can t- I can totally empathize there man and you know what for for me the way i kind of grew up uh i grew up you know as you know in the rancho cucamonga and uh i you know we we were middle class my parents were you know they were blue collar they they worked hard and uh but you know we were never uh struggling you know we went i mean to the point where you know um it got uh you know we weren't lower you know we weren't um yeah, our socioeconomically, our status was okay. We were middle class, middle class, right? So uh, we had moments where we got to, you know, see. We we did. I had a great childhood, man. I, I had a great childhood, right? So, but I identified with both sets of, uh, you know, where I grew up. Like again, in Ranchukamanga, you have there's upper class there. I went to school with a lot of upper affluent, upper upper middle class uh, students. So I kind of identified with that the socials, right? With, with that that type of, uh, you know, that's that kind of society, you know, the, the, those personalities, those, those types of kids, right? Uh, and then you know, I was like I said, I was middle, and then I got to see kids who were, you know, didn't have it so so good, you know. So again, you know, I, I identified with that and with that theme, right? You know, the the the, the two two classes clashing, like you said. Um, and this, I mean, so the outsiders, man. There's so much to love about this film, right, Johnny? The, the cast. I mean, the performances, the story. We just talked about the theme a little bit. Um, you know, the greasers, man. The the lower class, the and then the the uh, upper upper class socials. And you know, in the in in the end, it's the the underground the underdogs, right, prevailing. And. Uh, you know, you got the social, the the greasers um, with the victory at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it was the, uh, you know, it, it it the movie brings out so many ranges of your emotions. You know, from you know seeing you know when the the two boys get picked on in the park and you know have to go to the extent of having to kill somebody to protect themselves. Um, yeah. you know where everybody's thinking they're bad kids you know they're they're killer they're killers they they you know murdered somebody um to the point where they sacrificed their own lives to go save little kids right and, um you know the, the cast was amazing I, I mean there's so many top-notch actors in that that cast that it's like it's unreal like just to think how fortunate they were to cast so many budding stars that were just beginning their careers. Yeah. Oh man, exactly. It's just not even, it's not even, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you got Patrick Swayze, you got, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, geez, Matt Dillon, you know, Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, you know, Ralph Macchio, the karate kid, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, there's many of them and it's just like it's ridiculous like i i um it's funny too you know growing up as a as an 80 kid um yeah you know having some of those um uh, those great movies come across but um like when i watched uh the karate kid um i didn't call him you know the karate kid i called him um uh i just remember him saying uh 
stay golden, pony boy. You yeah. know, that was my yeah. biggest thing. I was just like, man, that, uh, you know, Johnny from The Outsiders, you know, he's right. a kid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. And uh, just to think about all the people that were, um, you know, in that movie, I mean, Diane Lane. Yeah. Man, there were so many Jerry, right? young kids that, you know, grew up to be um, just stars. Stars, right? It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely, man. It's just, uh, but you know, so so let me talk about the the the, the film itself. You know, uh, it was released on um, March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. Man, I think I was. Uh, were you like huh? Were you like ten years old? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I, I was. Uh, that's funny. I was always the just in. Just for the the listeners, uh, there was always this inside joke that I was like the old man in the group uh, <laughs> because I had you know I had already come back from the military. I was a couple of years older than him. I was two years older than everybody. I was well, so much older. So yeah, much older. yeah. Well, you were so Gosh. mature. You're so I was so mature. mature. Like these these young kids, they were like, uh, oh man, that's that's the guy that can get us a beer. That guy's got to be like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! How many times did that happen? Can you can, can, can get us? Can, can you get us a, a pitcher? Uh, <laughs> Gotta love uh, it. Uh, but anyways, man. But uh, you know, um, night. Yeah, Matt. Twenty in nineteen eighty three. I was what? So I was born in seventy six. So I was what? Um, seven years old, right? Is that yeah. my, is my math good? I was around seven years old, man, and I think you were what about five? Yeah, five. You were born in seventy-eight. Well, at the time of the release, I was four because I was born in June. Oh, okay, uh, right. You know, the year the year of it, I was five. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, so I guess by then I would have been uh, six, right? Technically, yeah, you would have been six. Gosh, man, and you know, it's funny, Johnny. I, I think back, man. I remember that movie. I remember it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it until later on in life. Maybe I think I think it was in junior high, but uh, I I do like some of the older cousins, my older you know. I remember they were just real excited about it. It was very popular amongst the you know. It was yeah, obviously, and so I always they always I remember them you know talking about it and raving about it. And I was just kind of whatever man. I was obviously six years old and really care, um, but. Um, the book was actually, you know, an adaptation. I mean, I'm sorry. The movie was an adaptation of the book. Yeah. Uh, also, also named The Outsiders by uh, Susan Aloise Hinton, right? A.K.A. S.E. Hinton. Uh, the book was written in the 60s. And uh, she also wrote Tex, you know, which also starred uh, Matt Dillon, Rumble Fish, 1983. Um, and they were both directed by uh, Francis uh, Coppola. By the yeah. way, right? So, Tex, Tex is good. That? I've seen the movie Tex. It's a good one. You seen Tex? Yeah. What about Rumble Fish? That one I haven't seen. I gotta. I'm gonna have to look that one up. But uh, Tex, I've seen. Uh, uh, I like Matt Dillon as a as an actor. So I, uh, that was one of the movies I seen him early. Yeah, man. You, you remember the movie uh, Bodyguard? The Bodyguard. Yeah. Or is it my bodyguard or the bodyguard? I, I think it's it? my bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, man, and uh, that was early '80s, and I think that was one of the first movies I saw him in. Uh, but yeah, oh, that guy has a pretty extensive resume, right? Matt Dillon, he's always he's always been good, man. And so the Outsiders was shot on location in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Johnny. Um, again, you know, directed by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know, I don't know if he still uses the goes by uses that the middle name Ford there, but. Uh, back then, you know, it was Francis Ford Coppola for sure, who obviously directed The Godfather. You know, I don't know if you've heard of that movie. Uh, <laughs> very, very vaguely, but I hear it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so he was actually inspired to make the movie when a librarian named Joellen Masakian. I don't know. I think I'm butchering that name. Uh, from Lone Star Elementary School in Fresno, California, they 
basically wrote to him on, on behalf of her students and uh, requested that he adopt the uh, or adapt the, mo- the book into a movie. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool, man. man. So, you know, small town. Well, Fresno is a pretty decent sized town now, but uh, yeah, they, they wrote to the, the director and, you know, um, say, hey, make, you should make this into a movie, man. And hey, man, who, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? They took, they probably took a shot and said, hey, let's just write to, to Francis Coppola, you know, and uh, let's tell him, hey, you should make this into a movie. And it, it actually came true, man. You know, that's kind of a cool. Yeah, no, I, ne- I, I never knew about that. So that's pretty cool to actually for, you know, a librarian to, to write to a director and say, you know, I, I, there's a book that you should make into a movie and have that success. This movie came out. Right, right. Exactly. You know, and you always, yeah, you, you know, uh, you hear stories like that occasionally, man. Uh, you know, there's always a, a little, uh, sometimes movies are made by, you know, some type of, uh, you know, somebody requests something or, or like this is a prime example, right? You know, elementary school teacher writes to a director and bam, you know. Uh, but I always, I always find that type of stuff, you know, pretty cool, pretty interesting when the a director is uh, motivated, becomes motivated or inspired by something like that, man. And um, so wh- where were you at, Johnny, when you first saw The Outsiders, man? Um, like you, um, you know, I have older, older cousins, um, but, uh, one person that was a really big influence on me was my older sister. And, um, you know, I, I would tag along her and, you know, that's where I kind of got, um, some of the, the taste that I grew up with, you know, having with music and especially movies. And, uh, it was actually her that, um, would babysit us in the summer when we we're out of school and take us to the boys, boys and girls club. She's the uh, one that actually introduced me to this movie, and um, oh. it was, uh, you know, it was, I think she well in '83, she was what like 13? Uh-huh. Really? 13, 14. So, uh, yeah, so we, you know, for me being, you know, seven, uh, five, five uh-huh. when the, the movie <laughs> came out, uh, you know, it was just you know tagging along with my sister that I got to. Uh, to see the movie and uh, just like sparked my interest. I, I remember, you know, the first time I ever saw it, and I was just like, "Whoa, like yeah. this, this is a good movie." Right. I mean, what did I know? I was, you know, four or five years old, but you know, that interest stuck with me. And I, I think I, I watched the movie like maybe a month ago. And uh, you know, anytime it's uh, somebody asked me to uh, to pick a movie, that's probably one of my top choices. Oh wow! So it's one of your like, well, one of your all-time favorite favorite movies, then. Yeah, definitely one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I, you know, have you ever read the book? Yeah, I actually read the book. Well, I think I was a seventh grade or eighth grade. Mm, okay. And I, yeah, you I mean... know, the funny part is, you know, I love the movie, and I, you know, like I said, probably one of my top fives, top tens. Yeah. Uh, I think the book's better. You know what? Yeah, man, it's it's because I, I did I, I read the book in junior high, and uh, I read the book first actually. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I read the book first, um, and then I read I read the uh, and then I saw the movie, right? And, but there's some there's some differences, right? Similar, obviously, there's some subtle differences there in the in the book, um, and in the movie, you know. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, when I saw the movie, I, I, I think I remember thinking, I, I remember thinking, yeah, no, I like the, I like the book a little bit better. And that for me, that's rare, man. Cause I, I, I'm a big movie buff, you know? And, um, but then again, I haven't read many books, um, <laughs> that have turned into movies. I've read, I read the Godfather, um, you know, but I can't really say, but anyways, man, but, um, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed, and I still like. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. And um, but uh, what, I have to ask you, Johnny, man, what, what's your favorite scene in, in The Outsiders? Oh, man, there, there's there's so many for me. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, can you narrow it down? Uh, 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 obviously, you know, one of the best ones is 
it's probably one of the saddest and one you know one of the, the best scenes and you know it was you know when um uh Johnny was dying and oh, uh, Pony Boy was reading to him and um uh, they were talking and and Johnny tells him you know what stay golden pony boy and yeah. it just you know it took it, you know it took me a long time to understand what it meant and you know even to this point like it's it's hard for me to see that scene but you know it emphasizes what you know a true friend is and yeah. you know, no matter what you know there's always something you can get better at and you know even if it takes you know some adversity you know to grow from or or develop or, or or work harder at um that's that's what you know life life teaches you yeah absolutely man no that's a difficult scene to watch man and when uh, he's lying there after they saved the uh, the kids right from the burning house Yo, it's, yeah they saved the kids from that was it the church was it oh, the, the church, church. Or, or the school the school when it caught on fire and the, right you know nobody wanted to go in and and johnny and pony boy go in and 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 uh take the kids and and get them uh, out of the the building uh through the window and then the um the structure collapses and falls on uh johnny oh man that's yeah it just i remember the first time seeing that i was like why you know or reading the book you know and you're like thinking why man he all johnny wanted to do is save these kids you know and yeah and uh and that happens right yeah it's, it's like, crazy oh man yeah i know you start thinking about you know you start questioning your own like morals and ethics and like man, would you know, I mean, it was obviously it was dangerous going in there, and uh, you know, going back into that building and you know, saving those kids, man. And you start thinking to yourself, like, man, what would I do in that situation? You know, and start. Uh, but you know, so yeah, Johnny, like you said, man, there's so many good scenes, man, and it's harder for me to just pin it pin it down to one. But you know, what about when? Uh, so after you know, Johnny passes away, man, and. And then you got uh, um, Dally, man. Matt Dillon. He just he just goes off the deep end there, right? Yeah, and yeah. That was to say that that probably leads to the second, you know, most impactful when when Dally goes off, and then uh, what does he go into the liquor store and he starts yeah. ripping up the the magazines, and you know the the cashier tells him you got to pay for them, and uh, he pulls out the gun and and robs them. Mm-hmm. And uh, while he's exiting, the cashier actually pulls a gun out and shoots him. Yeah. And um, it, it, they lead him. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. They, is it to a park or is it to a graveyard where he's confronted by the police and then he pulls his gun out and they kind of just uh, have a shootout and they end up killing Dally? Yeah. No, no. That was, uh, I think it was a park, man. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, and uh, but Dad Dally, man, he just uh, went off the the deep end, and just man, and he he just seemed troubled, you know, the whole time. Uh, D- Dally, man, you just feel you just feel for him. He all he needed was some a little bit of guidance, right? You, you, you see these characters, man, like you th- you probably you know you figure they probably lacked a father figure or, or obviously uh, some type of mentor or, or, or guy, you know, guidance. Um, you know, older brother or something. I don't know. You know what I mean. So, you just you just fought for these characters, man. You just fought for these guys. You know, like yeah. And you know, to me, I think that's one of the parts you know that you know related to me a lot. And you know, just growing up, you know, uh, like you said, I was you know not not every child is fortunate to have uh, a dual parent household and. yeah. You know, for me, I was fortunate to grow up with my mom and dad, uh, but I knew a lot of the kids that I went to school with that I, I befriended um, that eventually got into gangs and got into trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't have a dad at home, and uh, it, it was so um, uh, surreal to see this movie, see how these characters were projected, and then to see it in my everyday life, you know, and it was... Uh, uh, it, it was it was surreal now that I think about it now that I'm older because uh, you know the thing that prevented me uh, from getting into gangs because 
you know, I grew up in between two rival neighborhoods. Mm. And, um, you know, walking to school, you know, you had to go through both sides. And, uh, you know, kids that I grew up with that we were blood brothers, like literally cut our fingers, mm. and, you know, mix the blood together when we're in like second or third grade. Wow. Uh, became rivals and one actually shot the other one. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, now I think that's one of the, the, the parts that symbolizes for me the most is, you know, I see, I see how in cinema they projected these kids and, you know, what, what it would go through. And then in real life, I got to experience it. And unfortunately, a lot of my friends um, were, you know, single parents and, you know, yeah. let them into gangs and let them get them in trouble. And, you know, fortunately for me, I had my dad and, um, you know, I was more fearful of my dad's mm-hmm. belt um, than any yeah. gang in the world. And that's what kept <laughs> me, me and my brothers from getting into gangs. Uh, same here, man. You bring, in a, bring up an interesting point there, Johnny. At this, let me, let's go ahead and take a quick break uh, and we'll pick up right where we, uh, where we leave off here. We'll be right back. Gentlemen, we are back with Johnny Acosta, my good friend from college and life. We're talking about The Outsiders, a 1983 classic film by Francis Ford Coppola, uh, starring C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze. And, jo- and Johnny, before we went on the break, you were talking about, uh, you know, how these kids were, you know, uh, you know didn't have the, the um, you know, the father figures, the the mentors, the you know, they were from the wrong side of town. They were lower class. They struggled. They, and you saw that in real life, man. And, um, you know, my parents were sick. They were divorced when I was uh, 13 years old, you know. Um, so I could have easily, man, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, I could have, like I said, I, I could have been easily gone a different route, different path. Um, but I knew, man. I knew my parents did just enough to kind of, to influence me, I was surrounded by, you know, uncles and who were successful and who had gone to college, and uh, so I knew what I needed to do. But I could have easily made the wrong choice, and I, I almost I, a few times there I, I made some choices that were uh, to this day are very regretful. When I was 16, 17 years old, because my dad was at this time now, you know, my mom was a single mom for for a couple of years, and she got remarried, but. Um, you know, it, but you empathize with these characters, man, because like, wow, you, it, it just takes, you know, very easily you could get into trouble, man. Just just as easily as you can stay out of it, right? You can get into trouble, you can lead down the wrong path, hanging out the wrong crowd. Uh, so for me, that you know, I empathize with that and the, those characters, man, and how, you know, man, it was, it was a struggle, you know, uh, you know, with especially with um, Pony Boy and his his two living with his two brothers um, without their parents, you know, and you saw their struggle. You saw their, you know, Patrick Swayze, you know, Daryl having to uh, yeah become a father, man, and he's, he's at a very young age to to uh, Pony Boy and Soda Pop, right, Rob Lowe's character. Yeah, yeah, and, they. Um... And I think he was like a budding athlete that uh, had to put his dreams to the side to become a working father to raise his two younger brothers because I believe uh, their parents both passed away. Yeah. So, you know, for that, man, it was just like heart-wrenching watching all of this uh, unfold, man. Their their struggle, you know, their... uh... Just growing up, it, it was in a rough area, rough neighborhood. Um, so that that kind of, for me, that was just like, like I said, you know, it was hard man to, to watch that. And um, but like yeah, at the end, they persevere, right? And, but like um, rumble scene, though, Johnny. I mean, that was that was something that was uh, that was a pretty interesting scene where, I mean, Dally's, uh, you know he kind of sparks the whole thing right he all of a sudden you see him come in and then hey what does he say ain't no one rumbling without me or, you know and he throws a punch and then everything <laughs> all chaos yeah. ensues right yeah he um i think he was he pull himself out of the hospital and um 
he 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 what did he say he's not missing the rumble for anything and he just comes in like a blaze of glory you know like there's no rumble without me throws the first punch and just mayhem breaks out exactly man exactly but you know for me i think that the coolest part was like you know seeing daryl and um the socias i forgot the guy's name that's the leader of the socias and you know, before anything happens, they meet up, they talk, and they shake hands, and yeah, they tell they tell each other like, "I got you, and you got me," and it's on. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. So, so to me, that that was like one of the coolest parts. Like, I think, uh, you know, growing up, that that you know that character, you know, seeing Daryl, just you know, he's the man's, you know, he's the man's man. Like, he's the biggest dude. He's the strappiest dude. He's the guy that that leads his little brothers. He, he leads his neighborhood and he's, yeah. he doesn't back down from anybody. Exactly. Exactly. man. And you know, that, you know, by the way, that in that house um, that they filmed on in, uh, it's, it's located, it's, it's uh, in Tulsa, obviously. And it's, it's a museum now. And they, it has the props and uh, that, you know, you can see that house. It's a, there's a picture online. It's pretty cool, man. It looks like I don't know when this movie was, this picture was taken, but it looks like it was. You know, it could have been. They could have filmed that movie yesterday. You know, like they haven't changed much. The house hasn't changed much from, you know, from when they shot the movie. But um, which is kind of cool, you know. They're in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And going back to that rumble, though, Johnny, it's funny how, uh, you know, it depicts you know how they used to fight back in the day. You know. When you had a, a group of guy, you know, individuals that were gonna, you know, rumble, basically, right? And like you said, man, they called each other out. Okay, I got you. You got me. They shake hands. You know, there's like there's a whole etiquette. You know, what I mean, the the like have, takes place before everything goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's you know kind of the cool thing, and I think that unfortunately is not part of our society anymore is yeah. that you know you're gentlemen you know you're gentlemen. The, the, be, the beginning of the day you're a gentleman you shake his hand and you tell him you know you're gonna get what i have to offer and i'm gonna get whatever you have to offer and, and you know it is what it is and it's over yeah. you know but unfortunately now kids uh and, and you know men uh and women you know um they can't um they can't be satisfied that they lost um, yeah. you know, and it tends to lead to, to violence. And uh, that part, you know, is illustrated in everyday life uh, with people getting stabbed and people getting shot and killed. Um, you know, to me, that's one of the, the finer points that I think kind of, you know, missing out in our society today is, you know, we can have a disagreement. We can, you know, if need be, get fisticuffs involved, but it's over. You know, right. I respect you. You respect me. We walk our ways and we're done with it. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that's missing in our society now is nobody can take a loss because it's too much to, to bear. And there is always a revenge factor in it. Exactly. I mean, it's just too much pride, you know, so too much pride. And you always think back to uh, Friday. Remember uh, uh, Craig's dad, you know, Oh. You win some, you lose some, but you, you know, you live to fight another day, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that, I mean, I always kind of, that, that's what comes to mind right away. Friday, by the way, that'd be a nice movie to profile. Yeah, you definitely. Know. You got to uh, <laughs> get that on your scene. That's uh, that's one, another one of my top fives. Is that right? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one's a, a classic and, you know, it I is. can recite the words, but, uh, uh, definitely, you gotta get a, get that one onto your uh, your '90s galore, for sure, man. And 1995. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, maybe we'll have you come on, bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that movie. Hey, hey gracious with your presence again. You know, yeah. <laughs> remember the little people, Johnny. I, I no, no, definitely. Uh, anytime you need me, brother, I'm here. Uh, I was flattered you even asked me. So uh, anytime I can help or, or uh, make a guest appearance, you, you got me, brother. <laughs> uh, hey, Johnny, I appreciate that, man. And, and you know what? Going back to just you know, the cast, you know, Swayze, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, 
Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon. I mean, these guys. Uh, they, I mean, like, again, they, 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 I, Tom Cruise. I think was already. I, I think on the brink of just becoming a star. Swayze. I think those two were right there. You know, you kind of already knew that they were. They were just on the cusp, right? Because yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he did so many movies in the eighties. Uh, I think I, I don't know if this came out before he did uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, football movies, by the way, uh, uh, All the Right Moves. You know, oh okay, and uh, another um, you know eighty early eighties. I think that one came out. I want to say that All the Right Moves came out uh, after The Outsiders, um, but uh, nonetheless, you know. And then you had Swayze, man, big time, uh, 80, you know, some big movies in the 80s and, and into the 90s. Uh, you know, Steve Thomas Howell with Red Dawn. You know, so these guys were just um, just big time actors, man. And then you had to spark the whole, you know, the Brat Pack. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they, they, they were the jump off to a lot of, I mean, look at, what is it, Karate Kid. Um, what Rob Lowe was like the heart the heartthrob. I remember my sister having his picture um, all over, taped all over to her walls, and then uh, <laughs> you know he he uh, Tom Cruise, like you said, Milo Estevez. What was the uh, um, the movie Club. Breakfast Club? You oh know they gosh. they were ready. They 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 uh, you know I think this movie helped them all spark their Hollywood careers, and you know. From there, they even had, you know, some of even the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I think it was definitely a, a catalyst, you know, for them. This movie kind of just sent them on their way, man. And um, and by the way, All the Right Moves, uh, it was, um, this movie came out in the same year, actually, as The Outsiders. Um, oh, Really? Yeah, what's that? Eighty-three. It can't. Yes, sir. It, it was released in October, October twenty-first, nineteen eighty-three, and uh, you know that. Uh, so yeah, several months later, I bet he was. You know, he went from that set to all the right moves set, right? You know, probably. Uh, so yeah, and I love that movie by the way, John. I know you I know you're not I don't know. Do you you like that movie as a football movie or uh, I like it, but I don't think it's much I, I know it's you know, it, it's the football theme. But, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's much of a football movie. Like I'm a you know, I love football. That's you know, that's my I'm one of my passions, but um I th- I think it's a good movie. <laughs> For sure. Like, you know, I think you know, the the football movies like you know, for me, it's like the the ones that really dive into the sport that I consider like football movies. For sure, uh, like Rudy. Yeah, like Rudy. <laughs> uh, I know the you're program. a big huh? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they lost again tonight. So. Oh man. Uh, I, know. I was, uh, I, you know, don't remind me. Hey, I'm a big Pac-12 guy, man. I, you know, I like USC. I like, you know, I, anyways, but. Um, and I I mentioned Rudy. I'm just teasing you because, yeah, you are a big USC guy, and Rudy's about Notre Dame, of course. And yeah. we all, there's a that's there's that rivalry. But with that with that aside, Johnny, let me ask you: Do you like Rudy? With that with not, uh, con- not considering the rivalry. Uh, well, I you know objectively as a, as a USC guy, the rivalry is always there. Um, but I do like the story. Um, okay, you know it's. Uh, <laughs> It, it's it's something that you know I think um, sports gives everybody you know and and to think that you know you hear all these arguments that you know these kids are should be grateful to have a scholarship these kids should be grateful to be there um, you, you, I don't think the people realize what scholar athletes have to do yeah you know, that that commitment is probably twice as hard as a as a normal college student and yeah what yes we get a free education yes we get free dorms yes we get a scholarship check um but we also wake up at six in the morning we also have to have 25 percent of our degree done every year yes Mm -hmm. we have to have academics 
uh, as a priority because we can't play football or play the sport that we're enrolled in school for without it. And yes, we have commitments larger than students because, um, you know, anything that happens because now everybody has a camera, everybody's a reporter, anything yeah. you do, anything you do bad is going to get national spotlight. And I don't think a lot of the people take that into consideration that you're under a microscope, you know, mm-hmm. any, any bad thing you do, anything that, you know, may be just a normal college slip up uh, when you're a scholar athlete, you um, are a disgrace you know you should be um, thankful that you know the the university allows you to go to school and you know it's really difficult and you see um, this story about Rudy being the underdog not being allowed to go to Notre Dame because of you know um, academic or I think it was um, he couldn't afford it so he had to go to community uh, college community college he got the opportunity to walk on um, the coaches didn't really uh, give him an opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's the the all-time underdog story. And, you know, disregarding yeah. the rivalry, you know, it's something that, you know, you can aspire to because I think sports gives you the ability to develop a work ethic, a develop, uh, ability to understand your responsibilities, and an ability to compete and be the best you. Absolutely, man. I, very well put, man. And, yeah, that, the story of the underdogs, man. You, you know, we kind of uh, parallels there where, with, uh, you know, the outsiders, the movie we're talking about here. And, um, yeah, the perseverance, the, the um, you know, the, the refusal to, to quit and to give up and to continue to, to fight and, and, you know, to survive. And, you know, those, all those good things, all those, you know, thematically, that's, uh, those are all, inspiring things right johnny i mean um, oh definitely yeah man it's good to see you know somebody taste success after after such um, immense struggles right and uh, the, the, the again the perseverance and the, the the culmination of uh is is you know is in with the victory there's, there's a victory there at the end and uh but uh but yeah that's all good stuff man and I was gonna say I was gonna ask you, by the way, that uh, did you know Nicolas Cage and Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers are uh, are in in this movie? No, no, I um, I I heard they I I think you mentioned it to me when we were discussing it, but they were um, um, socials, right? Yeah, they were they were uncredited, you know. So I think they were kind of background actors there and uncredited socials, man. Just a little nugget of trivia for you. I always like to. You know, drop those little nuggets of trivia. Um, I find that stuff. What's that? You're definitely a movie buff because, like, I didn't know until you, I think what was it when we talked to you? I didn't even uh, realize they were uh, in the movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and then you got Mickey Rourke, you got uh, Scott Bale, Leo DiCaprio, Dennis Quaid. They all auditioned for roles, but were not cast. Um, I don't know why, but you know. they, they they did based on what I've read they auditioned and um, then the movie also received mostly uh, positive reviews Johnny uh, most notably Ralph Macchio for his portrayal of Johnny man he he really received a lot of praise and notoriety um, and again man we, we talked about his performance you know it was just uh, unbelievable man you know he, he really nailed it uh, the movie was made on a budget of ten million dollars. It actually grossed over thirty-three million at the box office. So, oh wow! So yeah, you know, three times what it made, what it was, you know, they got their money back for sure. Um, but that, you know, it's all interesting to to look kind of, you know, take a look at that kind of stuff. You know, what how they did at the box box office, critically, commercially, you know, what the critics said. Uh, and hey, what about Stevie Wonder's song? Johnny, stay gold. Oh man, that's a that's a tearjerker for sure. It's it's oh. a classic. That's <laughs> a classic. It always makes when I hear it. It always takes me back to that scene when uh, Johnny and uh, is talking to Pony Boy in the hospital right before he passes. And uh, man, it's uh, you know it, it, it's a perfect match 
for that for that scene in the movie. Oh man, no doubt, man, no doubt. Stevie Wonder, man, is you know again, you know everything everything he touches. It is always it always turned to gold, man. It always turned to gold, and um, but yeah, man, the Outsiders, man, is uh, you know, going has gone down in history as a is as, as a classic, you know, uh, awesome movie, man, awesome cast, great director, great writer, you know, um, everything was just five stars, man, you know. And uh, I don't know, Johnny. They just don't make them like that anymore, huh? No, no, they definitely don't. And uh, uh, I would love to to review or, or or try to find another movie with a cast of that many young superstar actors. Yeah, right, right. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you remember. Well, yeah, you don't know if you, do you remember that the television series they they did for one season called The Outsiders. It was in 1990, uh, and it picked off. It picked up uh, where the movie ended. Uh, you know what I mean? And so I don't know if you knew that. Did you, you no, no, that? I, I uh, no, I didn't know that. Well, it, uh, it was what aired in the 90s, 1990 to be exact, and uh, the cast consisted of um, a, a gentleman named J.R. Ferguson played Pony Boy. Uh, the most notable name I could probably gather from this cast, actually, Billy Bob Thornton played a Buck, uh, who I believe is a Soch, right? But I don't know if. Um, and then you got David Arquette as Two Bit. Uh, other other than that, the the rest of the names are pretty obscure. Uh, anyways, but they, they, there was only one season, Johnny. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty interesting there. It was developed by S. E. Hinton, uh, you know, author of the book, and um, one season, thirteen episodes. It was executively produced by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, so just a, again, little, just a little, uh, just a, a little trivia for you, man. Oh, okay. You know? But uh, but yeah, that was that was about it, man. And you know. I don't, yeah, they didn't make, I mean, it was, they did a re-release. The novel was re-released in, in 2005. And, um, so, but uh, Johnny, man, it's uh, been a pleasure having you come on the 90s bar to profile the outsiders, man. You know, you're always welcome, man, because you're, you know, you're mature now. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, and again, man, thank you for coming, taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, man, maybe we can come on and do. Um, you can come on and do Friday uh, in the new studio. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything you need, brother. I, I, again, I was flattered, and I was, um, you know, just uh, overjoyed that you would even extend uh, uh, invitation out to me and. You know, I've gotten a couple of the the podcasts, and you know, as my brother, I, I wish you nothing but success. And I, I hear it. And, you know, I know your your work ethic and your drive and your passions, and I know you will be successful in anything you do. And like I said, I I, I was flattered, and I thank you, brother. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for saying that, brother, and I appreciate you, man. You know that, bro, and. Uh... Anytime you're what you're welcome here. Anytime, brother. And um, I want to thank the listeners again for tuning in. Uh, I want to remind you: drop me a line at on Twitter at uh, '90s Galore. That's at nine zero s g l g a l o r e on Instagram at '90s Galore. I'm sorry, at '90s underscore Galore. Again, that's at '90s underscore Galore. Uh, drop me a line, say hi, whatever. Uh, voice message. Drop me a voice message on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the 90s Galore Podcast. Uh, like I said, 2020 is going to be a bigger year for us. We're excited. Um, and it, again, let me know. What, what do you think? What, what should we profile for the one-year anniversary show on January 21st? Um, 
So looking forward to hearing from all you listeners. You guys uh, are great. We love you. Johnny, thanks again for being here, brother. Always, and I, I wish you a congratulations on your one-year anniversary, and I know you're on to bigger and better things, and I can't wait to, to listen in. Absolutely. No, thank you, man, for saying that. Uh, you make the show better, and thank you for being here. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, Johnny? Anything you want to um, promote or anything? I Anything you got on your Instagram or, or any? Oh, no, no. Just uh, just come. I, I wish uh, you many more listeners. I wish you much success. And uh, if you guys can, come come follow my brother on Twitter, on Instagram, 90s Galore, and, and listen into his podcast. He's an amazing Mexican man that that is on <laughs> to greatness. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. I couldn't have said that any better, brother. But thanks again for being here, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next time, we'll see you um, hopefully next week. And have a happy new year. And uh, stay safe out there. Until then, take it easy.